What is your go-to sword for when you're, it's late at night, probably 2, 2 a.m., and you're watching YouTube videos of how to blacksmith a sword? Go-to sword? Yeah. To watch somebody make? Mm-hmm. Mm, it's difficult because I like watching, I like watching katanas. So there's a, there's a, I forget, I, I think it's called That Works, the YouTube channel That Works. I think I know, they have a whole forge, don't they? They do. Okay. Uh, the guy who forges everything, his name is Elia, and he used to work for the, was it the Baltimore, the Baltimore Smithing Company? And they used to make a bunch of videos about that, but he's phenomenal. Okay. And he studied a lot about uh, traditional Japanese sword smithing. Okay. So watching him take the the type of steel that they use and heat it up, break, uh, flatten it, break it into pieces, and then mosaic it back together based on the carbon content that's within it. Yeah. And then wrapping it, putting clay on there too, because that becomes uh, uh, flux when they're when it's getting heated up. Mm-hmm. Putting charcoal around it, all that stuff. I love the traditional Japanese swordsmithing. And I've gotten very, I've gotten very jaded on Damascus. It feels like everybody's doing Damascus, Damascus this, Damascus that. We're making this sword, and it's just going to be a falchion, but it's going to be Damascus. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Nobody cares anymore. I'm so tired of this Damascus stuff. Just do it some kind of cool traditional way or try to do something interesting with it. Everyone just, it's just always Damascus. So I think what I... Is, what is Damascus skin? Uh, have you seen blades that look like they have wood grain? Yes. That's Damascus. So they use different types of metal, mm-hmm. and they fold it in on itself and layer it in a way that when it's forged, uh, you dip it into an acid bath, and it kind of etches into the metal. So you see the different layers of metal, almost as if the blade is reminiscent of the the layers of earth and rock over time. I was actually going to say I used to think that it looks like it got rusted and then they cleaned it up. That's I feel like I think I know exactly what you're talking about. But when I see yes. the finished one, I just, I just watched someone make a a um, like a butcher's knife, mm-hmm. and it had like the entire side was almost like ridged like a like a layer of mountains. But I thought what it the goal was was to make it look like a clean new rusted look to it because the rusted are kind of like bumpy metal and stuff it was bumpy yeah it was kind of like uh bumpied and layered and stuff okay and it almost looked like um i'm trying to think of like the correct uh i guess example of it but uh say say you just put like a bunch of um like clay together and like tried to flatten it but there's still gonna be like little ridges and kind of bumps and stuff yeah is that maybe that is that damascus so that's not damascus okay if it's just you can see almost Almost grains in the. It's the best way I can describe it. Is okay. different grains between it. Yeah. It, there's no. There's. It's not really about it having a different texture. It's just you see lines and you see a design in the metal itself. Okay. Damascus. Damascus steel is like f- the folding together of different types of steel to make a stronger product. Mm, okay. I guess I don't know, or I I, I haven't watched enough of different different variations of the same artist and I'm not I guess I wouldn't be paying attention too much to uh the different types of metal they're using and so Damascus probably I've probably seen it a bunch and not noticed oh you've definitely it's (laughs) Damascus is a big if you have gone into a place that sells cooking ware 
and looked at the knives there. Yeah. Then the super expensive ones, oftentimes you've seen Damascus. Got it. There. Yeah. It's just really good to forge in that type of way. A lot of times because you're you're putting different carbon levels all together in a blade. Mm-hmm. And like if you're talking about katanas, right? Yeah. They have they have a spine and then that is a soft metal. And then if you watch them make it, they will wrap a metal around another piece. Yes. So that what they wrapped is that that piece of metal that's wrapping is going to be the blade edge. Okay. And then the big piece that got wrapped around will be the spine. Mm-hmm. So the spine is a softer metal, which gives it flex. And then the harder metal is going to be the blade so that it holds, retains an edge better. So here's a question. If, uh, if for those of you guys who have also seen this, maybe you guys know what I'm talking about, but I feel like there's always this, uh, I've, I've watched a few different, uh, sword makers. A lot of them, the ones I watch are, are just kind of like a dude in his garage, just crushing a blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always see this one part where they're, you know, they they make the, they make the, the blade itself, the, the metal. And then they, they go to sharpen it a bit. It's not really the sharpening stage, but this is more of just creating a shape of the blade. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, they'll probably do a little bit more to it, whatever, what have you. And then they take this random, really thin metal. It looks like a file. And they just go, yoink, once, like on the top, once kind of down the middle, once a little bit again. And then it looks like they just kind of go, boop, boop. Boop, boop. And then on the other side, doop, 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 doop. All right, cool. And then they continue the sharpening or the, or the uh, uh, not waxing process, but like the smoothing They're process. They're grinding it down. Yeah. I've always, I, the amount of times I'm like trying to look up, like what the fuck was that tiny little thing you guys keep doing to it? What is that? It's like, it looks like, it, it looked like the same amount of energy as like when like a carpenter is marking a wood with a pencil. That's what he looks like he's doing with it. But I've seen I've seen several of these um, forgers uh, create like using that little thing on the thing, and it's so casual. They're just like, just put that there, continue sharpening, and I'm like, is that a thing that makes? They the might blade? just be marking some kind of depth, or they might just be marking like flat grind versus hollow grind stuff like that to oh, know. Okay, to know how much they've taken off on either side. You know what I'm saying? Son of a bitch. Okay, because there's. It. Your pocket knife versus your kitchen knife versus your Bowie knife versus sword. All mm-hmm. these different things are going to have a different edge geometry. Mm-hmm. And your edge geometry uh, will kind of dictate how long your edge will stay sharp. Mm-hmm. But also how deep your cut can go based on a small amount of force. Mm. So like a nice thin edge will go way deeper off a small cut, but it can burr faster. And then a thick edge, obviously because of friction, it's not going to cut as deep, but it will hold its edge better. So they oh, might okay. be doing a little, uh, uh, a little marking all the way down. So they know that they're keeping the same, they're getting rid of the same amount of material. Yes. So that they don't just overdo one side and have it be strange looking. God, that that's makes just a, a guess. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That's just a guess. Next time I'm looking at them at three in the morning, I will viciously be seeing if that is leaving a mark so that I'm like, they might be checking that. All right, cool. Nice. Uh, I bring up swords because uh, I believe we're actually watching today a anime of a man who goes by the way of the sword. You believe? I believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's my best guess. But I've I've been dead wrong with mal descriptions before, so 
We're going to watch a man who uh, is going to use swords to solve his problems. What's it called? Revenger. Revenger. Not Avenger. Revenger. And not Tokyo Revengers. But Revenger. What is Tokyo Revengers? It's another show slash video game. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you know, there's an anime called Revengers, so let's get it. Man, these guys are like, okay, I use a katana in the night. I'll destroy anybody who comes in my face. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the other guy's like, I'll use a bow. Nobody will stand a chance against me. And the last guy's like, I throw cards. <laughs> <laughs> what was that last bit? That, that first bit. This guy's obviously a time traveler. He got his hair cut in Seattle in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I knew him. Fish committed suicide real quick. <laughs> this fish is like, I don't need water no more, bro. <laughs> the f- oh. It was such a quick cut to the fish. <laughs> we find out later that that fish is actually eavesdropping. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's bringing so- information to the higher powers. Yeah, someone someone can uh, can listen through fish. Wow, dude. The gossip in these... <laughs> Damn. I think every show we've watched that is, oh, this is like back in the day in Japan. Yeah. Whenever somebody dies, the gossipy ladies are just, do you see how fucking awful that bitch looked? Like, God, <laughs> man, like, put some makeup on. Like, the other day, we're just so mean to each other. If the head pops off, I'm going to be blown away. <gasps> the head was gone, bro. It would have been so dope. Body fell and then head. All right, oh. the cards work all right. The cards are pretty good. No shit. Oh, my God. He shot himself. He just put that fucking card through the bridge of his nose. What you doing with that gold, bro? What, what are you, you doing do- with that gold? Gold opens any door. Yeah. Apparently that magic ass gold does that he had. Yeah, dude, gold's a big part of this of the, this show. People are just chomping down through it. People, uh, you know what? Whoever made this was like, gold's very soft. Well, that's just a fact. Yeah, I know, but I think he thought it was a little softer than expected. Is you that, can bite into gold. Can you leave a mark? Yeah, really. You can leave a mark in gold if you just run your thumbnail across it. Really? Yeah. Damn. If it's not treated and stuff, just gold. Just like a chunk of gold. Yeah. It's pretty soft, bro. You can bite right into it. I think that's the reason in movies and stuff, when somebody's going to check if it's real, they bite on it. Yeah. If it's if if you give somebody a golden doubloon or whatever, yeah, you can, and if a little mark shows up, then it's gold. Damn. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I've seen some cowboy movies where the person tosses them a coin and they take a big old chunk out of it, and they're like, and I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> dude, dude just likes biting coins. The guy's a weirdo. No, he's checking to see if it was uh, real. Yeah, checking to see if that guy has legal tender. Yeah. I don't know if anything was legal tender <laughs> back then. Like, if you're tossing somebody gold, you ain't giving them legal tender. You're just giving them expensive thing. 
Yeah. They can barter with. Yeah. And in cowboy movies, the rule, you toss them the coin, and now I'm going to be treated like a king for the next, like, at least a few hours. You better be. If somebody gave me gold right now, yeah, dude, dude, I'd feed them grapes and fan them. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. You just give me a chunk of gold. Yeah, they just toss it to you with one foot. Like they kind of toss it up like a coin in a wishing well. They're like, "Here you go, bud." Yeah. You catch it. You're like, "What do you need, my guy?" Yeah, bro. I'm like replacing their socks and giving them handies. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> gonna say replacing their tidy whities but you just went straight to the handy yeah that's part of the replacing the tidy whities i'm not gonna lie if i toss someone gold i expect the vip treatment and yeah if, if you're down there if you're already down there bro <laughs> you better slip a pinky in some places <laughs> or something <laughs> nothing too crazy a pinky okay 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 so this this anime had this is cool and also there was a little uh, uncertainty for me I don't know what there was. A, there was a level of like I wasn't sure how it wanted to be treated. Are you kind of talking about how the art style was very much a art style in some things, like the gold magically it, it covering that guy's face? Yeah, is a very uh, 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 like now thing. Oh, okay. And I think the art style is very much a new shonen art style. Mm-hmm. And then the subject is a very much not. Yeah, that's really that's really what kind of got to me. There's a, there's a couple of characters in this that I was like, they fit the time. That fit. That's about right. Mainly like the other guys, the guys that died. Everyone who's not a main character. <laughs> yeah, but the main characters, they just they really they really look like a shonen character, and it it, it was a little off putting. I was like, this feels a and little not weird. just a shonen character, like a mainstream poppy. Yeah, and I'd even say the main character had like things that like too many too many details. He had the spiky hair and then he also had a uh, couple of strands in his face and then two of the strands combined in his uh in his face, which by the way, I just this is a little pet peeve. I hate that. Most of the time, I hate it. Oh, really? I like yeah. that. It re- like most of the time, unless it's like a cute girl character, I don't care for the look of the two things that meet in the middle and then one strikes out. I just think it it always it's overdone and it drives you up a wall. That being said, it's not something that I'm like I hate a character for it. It's just a little minor thing. But he had it, and then he also had a scar, and then he also had another little long thing that came down. It's like he had so many features on his face that they were trying to be like, this is so original. And I did, yeah, something about him. I was like, mm. it's funny because they they definitely go for the asymmetric character design when it comes to hair and faces. You can see it in every single character that they do, except for the girl, because I think so. They're trying to be symmetrical for her so that she's more cute. Oh, but okay. everything about each person has asymmetric hair, uh, and then asymmetric hair covering their face. The dude who does gold and talks a lot, yeah, one side of his hair is shaved, the other side is long. One side of the hair covers most of his face, the other side doesn't cover his face. Yes. And then the main character spiky on one side, short on the other. He has the thing going across the middle, which becomes asymmetric, like you said, where one goes a little bit more. Then nothing on the his right side of his face, but a scar and an extra piece of hair on the left yeah. side of his face. Yeah. So they're going for very, very asymmetric character design, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not something that's like a make or break for the show. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, it's not something that I'm like. I'm not going to watch the show because of the character design, but it's something that definitely. Uh, it's something I noticed. A little bit into the show, I, I kept thinking, 
something's off about how these guys look and and what they're talking about. This is really intense and deep, and reminds me of a of a, a pretty like believable story in the Japanese kind of old Japanese feeling, and yet these characters look so vibrant. Yeah, it's like it's 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 a little off putting. Well, I wonder if. I wonder if it's a choice in the beginning, one that is, well, I wonder if it's a choice for the entire show and one that is is noticeable in the beginning. Because one of the things that you can often say about different forms of art is not noticing something is also a high compliment. Not in something being milk toast and boring, but not noticing something. And then when somebody brings it up, you're like, yeah, it totally did that because it was unassuming. Hmm. Right, so noticing it obviously is is interesting. Yeah, I wonder if it's a choice because they know that they don't want you to think this is just a uh, a show based on the life and times of somebody living in this era of Japan. Mm. Yeah, because okay. the dude threw cards through somebody's cr- skull, <laughs> you know. So, and the one girl put glass in a string. Yep, and cut a dude's head off with it. Yes. So I wonder if the art style itself is trying to come across in a way that says this isn't Rurouni Kenshin. So I'll actually, I'll give you that one. If they had a little bit of that in the beginning, I don't know if it would have been nearly as jarring to see their character design because when they displayed what they did and how it was a little bit more, not fantasy, but a lot like a lot more sci-fi added element to it that he just put a card through the bridge of a nose, like, and then gold, I don't know, randomly he just decided, like, crunched his fist and then it evacuated the air of a man's soul and crushed him and then dissipated into nothing. I'm like, there's a little bit of magic going on here. Like, not magic per se, but there's like a little bit of some hoo-ha going on here. And... If they had that at the beginning, I would. I feel like I would have been like, okay, this is what I'm. This is what I'm in for. But the beginning was such a, especially how how the main character puts his sword away. I was like, this feels like a lot of attention was brought to swordsmanship and at least the the detail of putting away and sheathing and unsheathing your sword. I was like, this is gonna be a sword anime. This is what I'm thinking. But yeah, you're right. It's like it's like they put those in. Like this is not Roni Kenshin. Fairly fair and fair. Yeah. Uh, uh. He did stuff with his sword that was humanly impossible. Okay. Yeah. He covered he covered fifteen yards in a single swipe of his sword that killed three men. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He did. Yeah. While they were attacking him. So he was dodging their swords too. Yeah. Uh but I think an interesting thought about that is the mythos of Japanese samurai swordsmanship. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they're not great swordsmen. Yeah. Because some of the greatest in history, yeah. based on their style, the mythos that we hold about Japanese uh, swordsmanship for so much of our lives makes us believe that that's just a normal thing for somebody to do with a katana. Yes, when it isn't, and the fact that it's like they didn't do anything fantastical in the beginning of the episode. I've trained with a katana and i can tell you right now like i'm not good by any means but nobody's doing that 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 was that was a pretty fantastical way of killing people with a katana okay um yeah that's true but i will i will say that we have built up katana fighting so much as americans as a society Mm -hmm. that we look at 
using a katana as an otherworldly, extra-dimensional, unbelievable, can't-be-beaten thing. Yes. That it makes it... So when we see that, when we see uh, somebody somebody do a sword slash that cuts through seven bodies. We're like, yeah, that's what a katana does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And everyone knows that you can, you can clash swords of the samurai sword, uh, for turn, like just, uh, battles on battles on battles and then continue to just slice through someone. Oh, you're talking about edge retention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. That's, that's not something I see them, uh, keeping, like keeping up to date with like the, uh, uh, the maintenance of a sword much in anime. So if I don't see that, samurai swords are built so well that you never need to adjust them or uh, uh, sharpen them. Never. You don't even need no. to oil them. <laughs> nope. To cool cool enough, though, Yeah. Uh, the way that they build their sheaths for a samurai sword um, has an extra little spot. The, the sheath is a little bit longer than the sword blade. And it has a cutout for the oil to drain as you're putting it in and out of the sheath that helps extend the amount of time between oilings. That is sick. I like that. That's cool. Uh, is there... I, I saw the the character had... It looked like almost two sheaths. Like something that was attached here. And then he put his sword in it, but it was sheathed. So I'm like, you're going like to... Is that a holder for your sheath that keeps the sword in place? Yeah, so a lot of times they would have... I don't remember the name of the uh, wrapping. Mm-hmm. So you have your uh, clothes on or whatever, and then you're going to wrap that. You're, there's going to be a wrap around your midsection. Yes. And that's where you would put the, the sheath of your katana and your wakazashi or whatever else you have because you're, you're often going to have those two blades. Mm-hmm. Well, d- depending on the time period, they probably have those two blades. And I believe there's probably an instance where they would have kind of a holster like that. He even had more wrapping around the uh, the scabbard itself yeah, so that it would catch on that and hold better within mm. the little, that little thing. I'm assuming since he's more of a ninja, since he's, well, since he's more of not just a, I stand in front of you with honor and fight. Yeah. The idea is it might be much easier for it to fall or... Come out as I'm sprinting around, jumping off buildings. Got yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like that. I so far the the vibe of this of this anime was it was good. I think I'm trying to think of like because I felt mixed things about it. Not only just art style wise, I think story wise because he he was betrayed or he did the job, learned he was betrayed, and then immediate and then was like, all right, we got I gotta fix this situation and the dude's just like yeah i'm gonna here i'm here to help you fix that situation and then it was fixed pretty quickly i was like damn well all right i went through a bit of a roller coaster but there was a resolution at the end and then the cliffhanger is everything he was doing this for is now also dead i'm like damn but it doesn't while this is a cliffhanger i don't see this as a um a motive to keep watching. I would. The show was fine, but that ins- uh, that inside that little incident right there that happened. I'm not. I, I feel that she has died to her own hands, and I I don't. Maybe I was like, am I supposed to be led to think that she was killed, or did she kill herself? I'm 
positive she killed herself. I yeah. think the idea is that the Guardians of the Galaxy team up. Okay. I think that's the point. He's going to end up being part of the Revenger yeah. group. He's going to be part of, part of their group to an extent. Yeah. It I ends th- to the means. I saw that in the Mal that he joins up with the, with the group, and I was like, all right, so this is kind of like a mini Akame Got Kill. Kind of like the group of misfits that are going to mess shit up and shake the foundation, join up. And it's like once he joins up, he realizes it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit more. Uh, I'm assuming not everyone's making it out of this anime. That's what it felt like. Really, I feel like they are. I, I feel like it's really there's a lot of blood and stuff, but I feel like this is much more of a jovial. There's there's like darkness and there's darkness in the story, but I, it just feels like as a group, that group of people is the Suicide Squad. Well, I I mean I honestly felt that with a comic I kill. I feel like they're oh. yeah. Well, I've. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like their their character design was very cute and adorable and absolutely could have been in a not one character but uh most of them were cute and adorable and I feel like they could have been in like a cute high school anime I honestly do but and then they were like all right so we're actually assassins most people are going to die in this and you're like Jesus Jesus brutally too not like a cute little you know love me while I'm gone no head spikes like it was, I was, it was amazing, but I didn't see it coming at all. If, if you just saw me like the first episode, just look wise of characters, I'd be like, oh, that was a cute little sword anime or something like that, a little fighting anime. In the first episode? No, no I'm the saying one where looks. they went into a freaking like little dungeon and people were, were falling to pieces because of disease. No, no, no. And like they, they were <laughs> mutilating bodies in front of him. He was screaming with his eyes open, sweating everywhere. Wait, shit. I remember the first episode. They're back in that shed. They're the, he like walked and opened the door to that back shed. Looked in, saw the girl that he was like. I think he was in love with her or something. Yeah. They all had uh, leprosy in there or something. Oh yeah. And that's when Akame was going to kill him. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. The first episode was like, yeah, we're fine for a little bit, and then it immediately <laughs> just lets you know we're not. By the way, this is fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, weren't wasn't there like uh like uh bastards who were who were be, like tricking him? They were like, Come with us. It was like it's really cool and stuff, and then they like went to their area and they were like, Ha, you fool. Am I thinking of it? Yeah, because he was looking for somebody. Yeah, he was. And he found them. Yes. In a state of awfulness. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. yeah. So that's another one that uh, that it took me a bit to get past the character designs, but I it was well worth it. I think it was a comic kill is a good watch. I think Kamiga kills mid. Yeah, it's not. I, that's why I did not use the word great. Yeah, yeah. It's a I, good I mean, watch. I love. I had a great time with it. I think it's mid, but I had a great time with it. <laughs> I think it's. Mid, I loved it. Like my my waifu for laifu is in it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it like I see it. That was a mid show. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's. I think similarly with this one, I feel like there's a lot darker tone. But I don't know. Maybe the main characters will become. A little bit more personable, and I think this show's mid, right? I will also say mid for this. Okay, but on top of it being mid, I would say that I'd watch this over high card. High card. Turn somebody into marbles with your by squeezing them. Oh, okay. Like I like I think we said in I think I said in the high card episode. That I would have a great time just turning high card on. Yeah. But I also would have a great time just turning this on and the 
time period and the aesthetic of this is more my style I was gonna than ask high card. If that if the uh, position of the time period was going to be one of the deciding factors of that. That is the factor that decides it for me. Cool. Is gonna, because yeah. there's swords, because yeah. there's it's like uh, it's like Ron Stoppable's rule of pizza. It's like, hey, bad pizza, still pizza. And so it's like, even if this anime is mid, I fucking love this time period. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly a good call. And I think mid's good, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. There's nothing better than a, than a just a decent watch. Not yeah. a great watch. Just a, just a turn me on show and watch. Yeah. Because I watch tons of mid. Mm-hmm. I watch mostly mid. To yeah, be fair, I yeah, think most fair. anime, most movies, most video games that I play, most of everything that I think any of us consume is mid. Mm-hmm. People get mad at saying that word. But I think we should only get mad at it when somebody says the Dark Knight is mid. It's obviously not. Like no, when you, yeah, yeah, when no, you no, throw no. out something that's not yeah, just in the middle of the pack, mm-hmm. that's when I'll have a bone to pick. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. I think we've harped a lot about the idea that you can have a wonderful time with a six. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm currently right now I'm playing a game that even I know is not like do I turn it on and fucking tears roll down my eyes of how beautiful it is? No. I'm just I'm playing the evil dead game. It's just it's just comfortable as shit to be sitting down and playing just something to grind away on, fuck around with. And it's yeah, that's game's mid. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the hell out of it. And it, it definitely is just because it is something that you can acknowledge is not a uh, a uh, something that will reinvent the wheel of its of its uh, uh, category is not wonderful a wonderful time for you. Yeah, if I if the only thing I ever consumed was masterpieces of art, I would probably hate myself. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If the only things I ever consumed, I was like, this changes everything. Yeah. Then, you know what? I never knew what was to be changed then. My, it was funny. I was actually talking to my, uh, <laughs> that's the first time I'm going to be able to say this on the podcast. Uh, I was actually talking to my wife uh, about uh, that this uh, this morning or yesterday morning. We were at breakfast and she was, uh, we were talking about the Oscars and, and the movies coming out. And she was like, yeah, it's just, I feel like so many, every time you hear about a movie, they're like, this movie is one of the greatest things to ever happen to cinema ever. Like, it's so amazing. You got to watch it. And she's like, I just, I'm so, I'm so fucking sick of like just movies that break everyone's minds. Like, I don't, it's great. Cool. Okay. Like this next one's like, this one's going to, you're going to tear, like tear up at the thought of not being able to enjoy it for the first time again. Like I can't, dude, I just did that already. Yesterday, can I get like a Shrek two? Like, can, give me something else. It also, how dare you slander Shrek two <laughs> as if Shrek two didn't change the landscape of all animation films for the rest of time. I knew it was. Uh, that being said, a Shrek spinoff, one of the like greatest animated films. Yeah, dude, Puss and Boots. I'm gonna say something. Oh, give it to me. Bad. What I've never. I, I was just joking right there because I've never seen Shrek two. Oh, I have. I didn't care for it. Oh really? Yeah, I Damn, see, like I think I'm I'm gonna come out better than you on this one. <laughs> yeah, you. I just said I've never seen it. You said it's not good. No, yeah. You said that was trash. So I also I'm gonna be honest. When people do that kind of stuff, because every Oscars every year, it's oh this is this is reinvented film. This is the greatest thing you've ever seen. Yada yada. It just makes me think about when people say Two and a Half Men is uh, the funniest show, number one ranking show 
at the 8 p.m. slot on NBC. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm like, so every year (laughs) there's seven movies that are the greatest movies of all time? Yeah. Every year? Yep. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. And I'm Uh going to ruffle some feathers here. Oh. I've watched a lot of the movies that people talk about being classics, and they're just so good. I watched Casino. I didn't even finish it. I'll never watch that movie again. I don't even know what that movie is. Casino, it's pretty much a shitty Godfather. Damn. And you know what I think about Godfather? I don't like it. It's not that good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're just going down the fucking... Holy shit. For me, by the way, for me, my my viewpoint on it is that it's not that good. But I will totally listen to people, and I have friends that that's... The Godfather 2 is their favorite movie. Yep. I have friends that love it, and I will sit there, and I will listen to them express to me that Godfather is great because of these reasons, and I will agree with them that it's great because of those reasons, but I will also stand firm that I don't like it, and I don't think those reasons are redeeming for it. And I'm also going to call out anybody here, because at this point, I've seen a few people who do this, and I'm going to call you out if you're listening here. If you, <laughs> if you own The Godfather... And you have not watched The Godfather in years, and you still say it's one of the best movies. Xavier. (laughs) Damn. Oh, my God. I was going to say, like, I've actually seen a few of my friends where I see Godfather, I look up, and I'm like, I know this person, and there's no way they've sat through this movie. If so, I was like, if I pick out a random moment from this movie, I bet they can't even remember it. They don't watch this movie much. I I can't use that as... I personally can't use that as a way to say somebody doesn't like it that much. Yeah, I and guess I'm going to be honest. That's fair. Yeah, of all I also, people in the world. To yeah, say I was going to say I'm about to backtrack. You can't. Yeah, because I hate. I not hate. I I very much dislike unless on a very rare occasion rewatching anything. I don't yeah. care for rewatching things much. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times I I I I that reminds me of the oh that's your favorite band. Uh, name 10 of their albums right now. That's fair. That's I, fair. I, I don't like that as a as a thing. Because, of course, I can do that with Eminem and Van Halen. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. But if somebody else says they love Van Halen, yeah, uh, there's no shot in hell. I'm going to say name all of their <laughs> albums with David Lee Roth. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I guess it wasn't. It wasn't more of like a. I'm not trying to say that. You I'm can't with like you. It. Xavier doesn't actually like those movies. He just likes to say that he likes those movies. Yeah, like I mainly my my the point I was making was I f- I feel like I know several people that like the idea of liking The Godfather. Yes, that's more of like I'm not saying if if you like it, dude, fucking love. It. I actually think the best thing to come out of The Godfather was the music. I firmly love the at least like the theme that gets me in that vibe every time I hear it that beautiful like but it's I think it's beautiful and so I I get that there are gorgeous moments in Godfather if you love that movie fucking live your best life but there are movies that people own to look like they have a really dope collection and a love of movies and you're like yeah you don't watch that and there are some where they say top five. It's in my top five. And I have spoken to those people <laughs> and I know they've never seen it. <laughs> you ain't got it. I was just talking to people recently. It was actually at your wedding. Oh, I was just talking no. to people recently. <laughs> and they were talking about they were talking about all this different stuff. And they were like, top five movies. Like, give us your top five movies right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, Okay, not in any particular order, but I'm gonna have to do serendipity. And they started laughing at me. 
Damn. Like right when I said serendipity. It's okay. a rom-com. John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale. Taking around Christmas time. It's a Christmas rom-com. And like top five. So it's like, what? Like I don't need it to be art. Yeah. It's the top five of my favorite movies. I watch it literally every year while wrapping presents. Yeah. So I had to get that. I had to temper that with serendipity. Then be Dark Knight, Mm -hmm. uh, A Knight's Tale. Um, And then when I was getting to the end of it, because I had tempered them, my fifth one, I said, and I'm going to put in SWAT with Colin Farrell. Ooh. And one of them kind of chuckled a little bit. And then an, one of the other people in the group who who laughed at serendipity went, I love SWAT. So I, it, was, it was a weird moment where I knew what movies I was thinking about saying. Mm. And I knew the group I was around was going to be our top five, five favorite movies are these super high art, unbelievable. Yep. Yep. So I had to go right off the bat with... <laughs> with something so that when I got to SWAT, because uh, if if I started with SWAT, they probably just walked away from me. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, and it's nothing wrong with, I know some people who are super, super duper into art and film and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they legitimately, their top five would be su- super specific movies based on the impact of each movie. Mm-hmm. And that's great for them. Yeah. But I get a little bit confused and annoyed when, when just another normie like me <laughs> is, these are my top five. Well, but I know that you love this because yeah. we talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I just want you to feel okay with saying that this thing that isn't high art is something that you adore because I know that you do. Yeah. So what we're saying is if you adore this anime, adore it. I think Revengers perfectly fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Like the word <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> it has perfectly hit mid. Like it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Dude. What's funny is I, I was actually watching the the trailer and on Mal while I was writing the uh the the Tage's topics. We uh I was watching the trailer the trailer and I was like, damn. Sounded more uh, intense than it than it looks. Uh, maybe maybe it's just not a great trailer, but this is not inspiring joy in me. And then as we were watching, he was like walking up a hill, and he turned back and looked at the church stuff pretty early on in the episode. And I was like, decently bored. Not not like I'm not turning it off bored, but I'm definitely like I would have gotten up and grabbed a snack. Well, yeah, and it was what I talked about a little bit ago, and the differences between something that's just an anime possibly from a light novel and something that's from a manga where, and I don't know if this is from a manga, but the shot list, the shots that they used for it were, I'm not going to say inspired. Mm -hmm. It was uh, two people are talking. This is a two, three people are talking. This is a three. Uh, We want to show somebody over here. There's a one on them. We punch it on them. We punch it on this. Now this is back to a wide. Now this is back to a two. Now this is back to a mid close. Uh, it didn't, it didn't, you always have to choose those things based on the storytelling because the camera tells as much of a story as the script does, mm-hmm. or that's the point that should, it, the, when you're making something, the camera, you should always think about what story the camera is telling and what story the cuts are telling. Mm. The speed of the cuts is, 
necessary. The the like, movement of the the fish. Yeah, dude, I was gonna say the speed at which they cut to the fish made it feel like a fucking comedy. It was, that was hilarious. That was so funny. He yes. was. He, I feel like he wasn't even done with the sentence. He was like, and then they all died. Blip. Yeah. I was like, what? The I fuck? killed my stepdad or my my soon to be father in law. <laughs> just a fish jumped out of the water for a second. Yeah, dude, I was like, Jesus, that was. Give us a second, guys. So it's 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 interesting because a lot of times it's the same with conversation, especially when you're meeting people. A lot a lot of times you think this conversation is to gain or give information, hmm. when the conversation shouldn't be about to gain or give information. The conversation should be about to learn about each other. It's the same with the camera. The camera's not there just to be on two people for you to learn information from. The camera, you're going to learn information from those characters no matter what. But the camera needs to be its own character. The framing needs to be its own. There needs to be a story from the framing of the characters too. Yeah. It's not just a vessel for info. It is also a vessel for storytelling. Damn. And the I think one of the things that makes it feel more boring is it was a very everything's on sticks. Yeah. The entire time. Uh, but Sorry. Everything's on a tripod. Yep. The entire time. Yep. Damn. I, I agree. And it's, uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I was, I was, because uh, that would also defeat the point of being like, it's like, oh, I hope they get better. It's like, well, no, again, this is just a, it's a good, it's a good show. So I, I'm yeah. not like, I'm like, I hope in season two. They really just start going fucking insane with these camera angles, yeah. but um, I think it'd be cool if they did. And I think that the, ins- the I think the story is intriguing. Uh, it, it there's a lot of melodrama in it, and it's funny because they almost broke the fourth wall by tell the uh, one dude that got his hair cut in Seattle telling the other guy <laughs> that he he's living out his melodrama. Oh, so it yeah. was very melodramatic, and they even almost commented on themselves being melodramatic in the episode. Mm. Yeah. I think I'm, uh, I, I think I'm going to get into the Tages topics. Get in there. Okay. So do you think that you could handle a double life? Like normal Justin day, uh, during the daytime, crushing hearts, pounding vagine, but either <laughs> of those have it. <laughs> but by night you are a uh, contracted Wait, assassin. Why am I pounding vagine <laughs> during the day? <laughs> Why? Because at night, you're uh, a contracted assassin who must carry out orders with precision and luster. And this isn't a question of like, like let's just say in this scenario, you have the skill. That's not the problem. Oh, I like, do. I already do. Listen, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? So, <laughs> so you, are, you are able to put a card through a man's bridge of his nose from 30 yards away. Yeah, I have that. It, <laughs> like, check. Already done. <laughs> Give um, me a deck right now. But it's more of like the. Do you think that you would you would you could uh, balance having that, that try to live like a normal life, or do you think you would like let one falter and then and go for more of like fuck it, I'm just an assassin. Interestingly enough, I feel that anyone who holds a job, a nine to five job, could, because I think they already do it. Mm. Not even necessarily a nine to five. Anybody who has a job. That is not their passion that goes home with them. And even if it is a passion that goes home with them, you say you're in the arts, you, your job is to draw for comic books. Yeah. Then sometimes you're probably drawing for yourself, but most of the time you're drawing for the comics. 
uh, I, I would assume. And you're almost already leading a double life. It just so happens that the double life starts at, at waking up at 8 to get ready and get into work at 9. And then clocking out at 5 and going home. And if you work in an office, when you go home, you're no longer that office person. You go home and, and uh, raise a family. You do your hobbies. You're already living a double life. Hmm. And if you're a trained phenomenal assassin, that is the job that you got good at. That's the job that you're doing. And part of that is you don't bring it home because you're obviously not trying to kill your kid. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I would say, and it's probably a, just a boring-ass answer, but I think most people across the world live a double life because of work. Oh, I, I you know what? It's funny. I don't think it's a boring answer. I think that's that honestly feels cool because it's, you're right. I would say that I'm a very different person at, at, at work than I am at home. No, I mean, I'm still me, but I definitely say there's there's attributes of me and features that are increased and decreased because I know like, you know, how you can act at work, how you can be at work and, and all that stuff. And so it's like the second I clock out, the other me is able to take over and it's like, oh, cool, jump back into that skin and now I'm able to move on. And it's it's very, and regardless of like energy levels, I, I think you're you're dead on with that. And especially a lot of people that are doing a job that is not a trade job, but a very, um, not I guess, like demanding job because there's a level of like, like kind of attack you got to give it. And I think that coming at it with this attitude of like, you know, you clock in, you get in there and you, you, you change your persona to be like, all right, here we go. It's time to crush it for the next eight fucking hours. Just go hard. And then, you know, you're talking to your buddy, you're a very different dude. And then... As soon as you come back, like you're, you clock out, you, you leave that hardness at the door. That's a different you. Yeah. I like that. I think I honestly believe that that's one of the reasons why so many people gravitate towards Batman, towards Superman, towards any masked hero. Yeah. Because we all, we all put on our cowl when we show up to work. Yeah. The same way. Bruce puts on a cowl when he shows up to work as Batman every night. Yeah, that's and, just the place he works. Yep, and that's just us being able to live in a fantasy, and we can relate so well to it because we know the multiple faces that we have hmm. based on our situation. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that that's probably why people love those types of stories so much. Yeah. And you can have the same the same problem that Bruce does because there's so many stories where it's which one is you? Yep. Are you Batman or are you Bruce? Is Bruce the mask or is Batman the mask? And a lot of times Bruce feels like the mask mm -hmm. because Bruce is the Bruce is the one doing deals. Bruce is the one doing the things necessary for Batman to exist. Mm. And that's probably a question people ask themselves a lot too, is they spent so much time in school and then they spent so much money and time in college to get the degree that brings them into 
STEM. That brings them into a specific type of science. And when they get there, they get to do all of their theorems and they get to do all of their mathematics work. They get yeah. to do physics. They That was their passion. That was something that drove them to do so much school to get a doctorate. Yeah. And they go home. And it's not that their family is something that they don't, that they're not proud of. Mm-hmm. But they can't sit there with their seven-year-old and describe why light bends around a dark, uh, a black hole. Yeah. Uh, at least to the extent that they can speak with their peers about. Yeah. So I think sometimes people might also gravitate to it because they might wonder themselves, which which one is me? Mm. Is the one that's at work me, or is the one that's at home me? I've seen. Uh, I've also seen. I feel like I've seen the comment before on like superhero things, where the say the hero is struggling to to find the good medium medium between like the double life and I feel like people uh, so many people uh, that view it were all right, would jump to the conclusion and be like I just do the superhero thing all the time it's like I don't think you I don't think that's fair of you to think that you could do that because that also sounds emotionally lonely as shit I, I think people underestimate how much they they that in, they enjoy interactions or um relaxation if they can get it and simplicity so i think it's it's not unfair because you, you know if you think you could do it go for it but uh i think it's just this level of it's it's like yeah you see the fun part you're like dude that's spider-man spider-man could do that shit i'd just be spider-man all the time that's why homelander is the bad guy that's true homelander's yeah. always homelander yes his Everything he's doing is for the the same end goal in his personal, which he's almost never in his personal life. He's always in his outfit. Yep. Uh, and I think that's why the story is not about him. We can have we can relate to him in weird ways as a secondary character villain. Yep. And I I would be interested for anyone who thinks that they would always be the superhero to hear what their favorite superheroes are. Because I bet none of them are always the hero. That, I bet none yeah. of them are just always in that mode. Yeah. Uh, Damn. So, moral of the story, kids. Live your double lives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just... You, your life is going to come in different shades all the time. And when you're with specific friends, you're going to you're going to gear yourself a little bit toward that crowd. Mm. When you're with another group of people, you gear yourself a little bit toward that crowd. And it's not you changing yourself, by the way. Uh, As long as there's a nucleus that is always you, just changing a little bit to fit the situation you're in is something that humans do. It's it's just part of us. Yeah. So I would hope that people don't. Sometimes I've heard people talk about how they don't understand why they're different with different groups of people. And it's just because you're relating to the people around you. And it's really good to be that empathetic to know in this situation, I'm not going to be so crude as I would be with the other group where that is more fun and accepting because that's what those people are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, You're just, you're just honestly being as in tune with the people around you as you can be to make sure that you're all comfortable to an, to an extent. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Very, very astute. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't have any, I mean, like, I I agree. So I I have nothing else to say besides yes. Yes, you're correct. I don't know if I am. I just, 
Sometimes I just talk, bro. And if you need to reel me in, just be like, Justin, it's fine. I don't know if I'm going to do that on stream. I mean, on podcast. Dude, just say, Justin, shut the fuck. Just- <laughs> no, I, don't think, I don't think I'm going to do that, dude. <laughs> I think I'm going to get into the Jotos. Oh, let's do it. A little bit. There's a thing watching, watching a fair bit of anime and watching movies that it always feels as if Japanese media, they look to themselves, to their history and to their culture to influence stories. And things can pop off of that influence. If they're doing something like this, there's more to it. But in the end, it's a story during a specific time period where the sword and the gun are coming together and technology is starting to boom. Yes. And that was a big part of, like the I think it was the Meiji era of Japan. It always feels like it's so ingrained in their storytelling. Even their little romance shows in a high school. Mm-hmm. They allow their culture to inform the stories that are being told. And we have a very, <coughs> excuse me, we have a very... clean and bleached way of telling stories, I feel, in a lot of our biggest movies in America. Mm. And sometimes I think that we let our our movies inform our movies and not our culture inform our movies. Okay. We don't look to the culture that is cultivated in our country and the history uh, we look to just this other movie did a cool thing, so our next movie is gonna be is gonna be influenced by the other movies that did a thing. Yeah, very much so. I would I would agree because there was a long time when we westerner westerns were big, mm-hmm. and I always feel like cowboys are 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 America's sort of samurai equivalent. They existed. At for a, for a time, they overlapped. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh wow. Yeah. They overlapped in, in existence. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm not saying that we just have to have a bunch of cowboy movies, but cowboy movies were you, they almost couldn't be made somewhere else. Obviously, they were filmed in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As spaghetti westerns, but they they couldn't necessarily be made somewhere else because the culture didn't inform it. Mm. And... I appreciate so much that the stories that are told and the stories that are brought from Japan can teach me about Japan, even if it's not trying to. That's true. I learn a little bit more about their thought process, and I learn a little bit more about their cultural idiosyncrasy and idiosyncrasies. I can't say the word. <laughs> idiosyncrasies. <laughs> I learned a little bit more about it, but, and I could be very wrong because I live here. Yeah. But if I'm watching just a big summer blockbuster movie, most movies, because people aren't just going to watch all of our indies. <laughs> no. If somebody's watching just a big, big budget movie from America, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll learn about us. Yeah, that I will. I will agree that it, it it's possible that this is coming from someone who 
isn't noticing them because you live with them like that you you know the things like that's your everyday um because de- i mean i i'm married to a woman who definitely did not grow up in uh in america and she there's many things that when she said like oh like i learned this about america from this set of movies or this show and i was like what you were learning about america i thought that was just like a show about people living their lives that's craziness so ma- there might be a po- there's a pretty big possibility that we are just unable to see the things because we live with them. But I agree. Um, every time I've seen like something from Japan, uh, there is this level of, it's like when they, this is going to sound weird. You ever played the game civilization or, you know, of the game, I know the, of the game series. Yeah. Well, it always, it's always so cool to me when you, when you see them just like growing so fast, like it, it's basically timelines, just fast forward it. It'll be like, Hey, now you're in the Meiji era. You're like, oh shit, okay, great, sweet, sweet. I'm this era of you this just game. Finished the Sengoku period. Yeah, and so uh, it's so cool to me that I feel like Japan and a, a couple of other countries that have, as they've grown, they didn't lose, or they didn't lose uh, enjoyment or faith in their cultural appreciation. I feel like they love the culture they live in, or they appreciate it, and the stories show that like every once in a while they'll just see like a you'll be walking in and the characters walking in anime and then you'll just see a fucking gorgeous temple that you can tell the artist drew the shit out of that thing they they really went hard on that is it a huge part of the anime no they move right on but there was a level of appreciation that they were like i gotta get the details right on this and i feel like there's a lot of there's there's definitely i don't want to get too political with it but I, i there's definitely a level of especially nowadays movies with American movies, it's almost expected to, if there is American history, it's to be looked at like, you're going to show like the, the blood and the war and the death and the dumb shit. Disgusting and awful and evil entirely. Right. It's it's all terrible. And it's like, well, that's not true. This is not factual. Yeah. There are absolutely beautiful parts of this country. That is, it's very unfair to just lump all of the things together that you don't like. There's beauty and and freedom and love that have come from this country. And Weird. you can celebrate it with a lot of the the movies and video games and, and TV shows that we have. But, yeah, I feel like I don't see any of it, whereas I do see it in, in Japanese culture. It is, it is fairly interesting because every country has a blight. Every country has horrible, awful, disgusting things they've done. Oh, yeah. And I personally am never... Uh, I I love U.S. history. Mm-hmm. And I know a bunch of the terrible things we've done. Yeah. And to continue to learn from the terrible things that we've done. Mm-hmm. But I also know the ungodly amount of great things <laughs> that have come <laughs> to. And I just, even outside of it being like... uh about whether or not it was good or bad, when I watch a period piece movie that has to do with the United States, and the literal only thing that lets me know when it took place was the cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and some of the architecture. Yep. Because they still speak in a manner that is today. And the script is still written in a way that is today, but they don't say, like, for real, for real. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. But they're still, it's directed in a, in a fashion that is right now. Mm-hmm. I feel as though if, if I knew more about Japanese history, there, there's 
constantly, I know that there's something different between shows, d- between anime. It's older Japanese style where they're using katanas. But this is very different than the the other one I watched. Maybe they're like 500 years different. Yeah. Maybe they're 100 years different. I can almost feel that they have a different person in power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just don't get that same feeling. When you watch Wolf of Wall Street, no matter how many Oscars it gets, no matter how much accolade it has, it's... What decade is it? Yeah. This could be 90s, 80s, 70s. It could be... <laughs> yeah, if we true. just didn't know the the actual dude that it's based on. Mm-hmm. If we didn't know that, I then... I have no idea. You would just be like, yeah, it's just like something crazy that happened during this time. Yeah. Like during a- any time mm. besides the 2000s. Yeah. Damn. I just feel like it's... It's it's not it has it has no cultural relevance. Hmm. And maybe it does because I'm from here, but yeah. I'm from here and I couldn't tell you what decade it was from if I didn't know what is it Murdoch or whatever his name is. Yeah, some shit like that. I forget his name. Yeah, uh, I agree. And it's now I'm gonna be looking at movies like, does this have the amount of times <laughs> that I'm watching? I just watched the <laughs> this past Christmas. I watched. The A Christmas Story 2. A Christmas Story 2. Do you remember A Christmas Story? You'll shoot your eye out, kid, Ralphie. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. 2 came out. And he's older, and he's, like, writing a book and stuff. Got it. And they're going, and I just saw them driving at one point. And I was like, what? <laughs> Does this movie take place in the, in the, in the 70s or 80s? Yeah. They're like, yeah. Like, I never, there's nothing about the movie that would give that away except for the car. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. It's, I actually, um, I, I love trying to find out. It's something my mom used to be able to do and it was always fun to hear her do. And it's, it's sad that I, it's, it's getting harder and harder to do is, uh, same, like my mom would see like movies that are a little bit older and, uh, she'd see someone wearing something and she'd be like, is this, uh, 70, 78, 72? Two, uh, I think this is like uh, mid seventies, and so because th- you could, there were things in the movies, or or th- th- at least tr- attempts at detail that were trying to give you an, a a time period that you could look at. So they were caring about the imagery and the and the the example of when the story was taking place within America. But nowadays, I feel like people like I'd look at a movie and I'm like, this is they just said it was eighties. I have no yeah. fucking clue. And how people. Is speak to each other. Oh my and god, yeah. The way people go about their business. Yep. Would tell you exactly what era it is. But now I just feel as though nowadays it's no, nah, we can't do that because that might be problematic. And it's like it's not supposed to it doesn't matter if it's problematic. It's in incumbent upon you to show the time period that you're in. If not, then why are we making a movie in this time period? Yeah. Just make it right now. If you really can't show that stuff, just make it right now. Yeah. Blemishes or greatness, then you should show all of them in the in the media. Mm. Yeah. Revenger got some deep talk conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> Maybe it's not mid. <laughs> it's mid. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't mistake. Don't mistake. <laughs> don't you here. try to dig it out of this hole, all right? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not the deepest trenches of this hole, but it's in the hole. No, bro, it's in that trench, and I got a trench. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. bro! It's a German, and I got a dagger. <laughs> All right. I think that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us, watching Revenger, having a great time, per usual. We hope you guys have a great afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.